Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are zipping through this episode because it is all about making food fast. But before we get into the episode, let's slow things down a bit, just a tad, just to check in. How is everyone? As I record this episode, I'm like just about at the midpoint of my staycation uh, that Kian and I are taking. It's been really lovely so far. Um, I think the danger with a staycation is that, uh, you know, you have time to do all these things, but you're still like doing things as opposed to like going on a vacation, like to the beach or, uh, you know, somewhere overseas or whatever it may be. You don't have to worry about the stuff at home. But, you know, so far we've we're, we have plans. I guess what I'm saying is I have plans and I'm doing fun stuff. I guess I'm never happy. I'm never satisfied, right? Because I I want to be doing something, but I don't want to be doing anything. Does anyone sympathize with that? Does anyone understand? I feel like, I think like the most intoxicating thing, I feel like I've said this on previous podcast episodes, is just like waking up and not having a plan and just like, but having like a light plan. You know what I mean? Like maybe you wake up and you have breakfast and then you just see where the day takes you. But there there are things on the agenda really ever since the staycation started. I think really the first day that I don't have something to do is pos- like this Friday. Um, so with all that being said, I'm not complaining. I have, you know, I, I'm still not working. So that's, you know, and that's the goal, isn't it? Just to do, to have time to yourself to do whatever it is, even if it is plans. <laughs> But um, and also, I guess the the other thing to add is that the weather has been very cooperative. I feel that fall is in, you know, full bloom and winter is on the way. And it just, you know, my soul is at peace. I just really I love the fall. I, you know, like, uh, you know, we put the flannel sheets on and I I don't think we're going to switch out the comforter just yet. But, you know, baby steps. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, another thing I, I have to say this is, I think I talked about it last week, is that Kelly Clarkson came out with a new Christmas album just this past Friday, the first day, well, when my staycation like kicked off, I will say. And it is so good. I don't know if anyone has listened to Wrapped in Red, Kelly Clarkson's other Christmas album. Um, great Christmas album, but this one is just as good. Like the, again... The things that I raved about on Wrapped in Red are like the original songs as opposed to her doing covers. Like, I just think they're solid. And same with this album. I'm still, you know, being or becoming acquainted with the new album, but a high recommend um, to Kelly Clarkson's new Christmas album. I think it's called, let me look it up as I say this too. I hope my Spotify doesn't start playing music. It's called When Christmas Comes. I want to say When Christmas Comes Around. So yeah, not the, uh, the title's fine, but I feel like that's one of the songs on there too, if I'm not mistaken. So um, it all makes sense, but a high recommend and uh, speaking of a high recommend, let's get into this episode. Not my best segue there, but uh, it kind of works, right? So we begin again, this is um, Back to Basics, season five, episode six, and it's called Make It Fast. So Ina begins. 
I'm the Barefoot Contessa, and this is Make It Fast. It's the shortcut to a great dinner party. I've got two easy main course ideas. Moist, delicious roasted salmon with green herbs that your friends will love. And chicken with shallots that's easy but special enough for company. Then, three speedy side dishes. Sweet roasted cherry tomatoes where the oven does all the work. Crunchy sautéed sugar snap peas with a sprinkling of sea salt and crisp, tender aricovera served with a dollop of melting herb butter. But I've got the table covered too. My friend William Yoward's got an amazing five-minute table setting. And I drafted my friend Michael from Bridgehampton Florist for us to tackle five-minute flower arranging. Then it's all your dinner party questions and ask Ina. When you can make it fast, you can have a dinner party anytime. So... Lovely. I love a fast dinner. I love a dinner on the go. And really, all of these are exactly what she says it is. I know sometimes like with food network shows or just cooking shows, it's like, yeah, Rachel Ray, it's kind of a 30 minute meal, but like you have all your ingredients already chopped. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I never really look at the prep time anyway. I do like making dinner when I have the time to do it. But, you know, at the end of a workday or just, you know, the amount of times I've actually like sat down or not sat down obviously you're standing when you're cooking but like you have the time to do it and like everything just lines up where you're like excited to make something it's very few and far between these days um it's not that I don't like cooking but I do like something that has I don't want to say little to no effort but you know it's it comes together and it's it packs a punch without really putting in a lot of time I guess so let's get into it so Ina starts out with the salmon Uh, So she says, everyone needs a few quick dinner ideas up their sleeves. And then she adds um, that one of her favorites is roasted salmon with fresh green herbs. So she starts out with a two to two and a half pound filet of salmon. And she seasons it with salt and pepper and then begins making a marinade, uh, which is only two ingredients. I thought it was going to be like her classic, you know, maybe she's going to, well, I'll tell you what it is first. Uh, She starts with um, a good fruity olive oil and then add some fresh lemon juice. And that's it. I thought, again, like what I was just saying, I thought there were going to be more ingredients. I thought there was going to be some mustard, maybe, some whole grain mustard, or like maybe some garlic or something like that. But she's keeping it simple. Again, make it fast. So she pours it over the salmon uh, and then starts chopping some herbs. And then she chops, uh, the herbs are scallions, parsley, and dill, which I think is a good mix of of herbs. I think that goes, I mean, a lot of things go really well with fish, but I feel like these three in particular, in particular do. Next, she adds a little dry white wine. She chooses Pinot Grigio. Uh, she pours a hefty glug of wine over the salmon and then slides it into the oven for 10 to 12 minutes. And that's it. I mean, pretty simple if you ask me. So while the salmon is in the oven, Ina tells us that this is the perfect moment to talk about easy dinner party table settings. And her friend William Yord in London is the master of the tabletop. Um, and he's going to demonstrate an easy table setting. You can't imagine what he can do in five minutes flat. That's what Ina tells us. So I did Google William Yord, and the website is gorgeous. There are like rugs and cushions and throws, blankets. There's like every like lighting candles leather goods the list goes on and on and i did find on the website that um unfortunately william did pass away in 2019 and there was a little blurb on the website that hailed him as one of london's leading creative forces 
that he built a reputation as a style maker, a retailer, and designer of beautiful products for the home. And uh, the website goes on to say that the team at William Yord are dedicated to continuing the work he loves so much, and today, just as he wanted, the Yord light shines brighter than ever. So, cheers to you, Leonard. Um, I think we'll celebrate you by watching what you do best. Well, we're not watching. You're you're listening to me recap what was on the episode. Um, but that is exactly as Ina promised, uh, producing a fabulous and elevated tablescape in five minutes or less. So we start the segment out. William is standing outside of his store, and then we're inside. And William's first tip says, no flowers. Just go onto the terrace, bring five pots in, two lavender, and three delicious rosemary. <laughs> It just makes me laugh. You know, just everyone, go out to your terrace. Just grab a couple. You know, everyone has a terrace, right? (laughs) It just made me laugh. But, you know, go out to the garden maybe is a better way to say that. See what you have out there. Um, I know not everyone. I don't have. uh, Actually, I do have these things in my garden, which makes me sound super bougie. But I promise um, rosemary is not often. We grew rosemary over the summer. It's probably like dead now. Everything like died. But. Um, We do have lavender as well, so maybe I am bougie (laughs) after all. But anyway, uh, tip number two is to avoid any uh, snack attacks, in order to avoid snack attacks, rather, is always to have some sort of breadstick or something similar for people to eat as soon as they arrive. And I do agree, there's nothing worse than like walking into a dinner party and not having just like you know, champagne or a glass of wine or something, you know, first things first, grab a drink. Even if I'm busy or like running around or finishing up something, like I always greet the guests and I always say, what do you want to drink? And then having something sort of like salty or, um, yeah, really salty stuff like chips or, um, in this case, uh, William says the breadsticks are just perfect. And tip number three for our lovely table, he says, will be pretty minted water with a lime, a slice or two, which is beautiful. I mean, one thing that we do at my house, especially in the summer, is um, we have like a whole bunch of mint in the backyard. So typically we'll grab just like a big bunch of mint and chop up some cucumber and put it in a big pitcher of ice water, too. It's delicious it's summery it's beyond refreshing it's and it's it's and it's super easy it's just chopping it's like slicing up a cucumber i leave the skin on um but yeah and then throwing the mint in and then letting it letting it like do its thing um so we're on to tip number four uh he says this is the most exciting tip uh is his magic bag so he has this sort of like i don't know like a like a rucksack almost it's like the you know the strings that you pull, like you always get them at like, I feel like I usually get these kind of bags at like some sort of, I don't know, convention. They just like give them out for free or like, you know what I'm talking about though. So, but anyway, this is like a more elevated version of that. It it, it looks much nicer. Um, And he says, this is called Everybody Set Your Own Place for Dinner. Um, He says, because as you know, we're on a five minute challenge. So I thought it would be fun to have a little picnic bag with everything inside it. He says, but of course, being ultra chic about the whole thing, a wonderful amethyst glass and a beautiful placemat because they're not using a tablecloth or a runner in this case, um, which I think is kind of fun. I like the idea of everyone just sort of, you know, unpacking and just sorting up sort of like setting up camp, I guess. But I'm imagining like in the time that it took you to make these little individual bags, could you have just 
set the table. But I guess I'm, you know, I'm being very contradictory here. And it, it is more fun to do that, too. And and the the last couple steps do come around back to that little sack. So I'll, I'll just keep going. But anyway, um, in the last sort of thing in that bag is the, the lovely rustic cutlery, which is going to work so well with the rustic table, says William. And last but not least is point five. Um, he calls them points, but I was calling them tips. And it's the lovely bag that they put on the place setting is now going to become the lovely going home present. So everyone gets to keep their bag. So it just, it does tie everything in, I suppose. So I guess I take back what I said. I think it's a it's such a cute idea because it is a really cute thing to say at the end of the night. And you get to keep your bag. I would, I would love that. So... Bravo, William. Um, and at the end, he says, and I hope, Ina, you love it. Um, very cute. Um, anyway, we're back in East Hampton with Ina as she's taking the salmon out of the oven. She says, if you touch it and it springs back, then it's done. So she covers it with uh, aluminum foil for about 15 minutes to kind of keep all the heat in. And it will continue to cook. She said, you want it just a just like if it if it is or feels maybe a, like a smidge raw, that's okay because it's going to continue to cook underneath the, the aluminum foil. So as that is doing its thing, uh, she prepares some garnish for the platter. Uh, she takes like a, the whole filet and puts it on like a white square platter. She cuts it into six pieces and half first and then thirds. And then she gives a little squeeze of lemon and... Um, then just rest like a bunch of dill in the corner. It looks great. I love salmon. I actually think I have a piece of salmon in the refrigerator right now. That's uh probably a little questionable. I feel like I cooked it at some point last week. I should probably eat that today. It's a good reminder. So thanks, Ina. Um, so the next dish is chicken with shallots or shallots, as some people say. Uh, so she starts with four boneless chicken breasts with the skin on. She seasons them really well with salt and pepper, and then she puts the breasts into a cast iron skillet, skin side down, and she tells us not to touch them for at least five minutes as not to interfere with the sear that she's trying to get. And in those five minutes, she's asked her friend Michael to do a flower arrangement. So Michael, we all know Michael, he is of course up to the task. He's wearing a baby blue sweater, and he says, you want five minute flowers? It has to be a flower ball. So he lets us in on a great floor secret, uh, which is an oasis ball. So soak them. It's like kind of those um, those weird sort of like foamy, that, that material that you put flowers in. But it's like, I would say maybe about six inches in diameter, maybe five, maybe a little smaller. Um, but you soak it in water. And basically from there, they're, or at least what Michael says, they're perfect to do a professional looking arrangement. So... All he does, basically, he just starts inserting pale pink peonies, say that three times fast, into the ball and just makes this sort of like beautiful pink flower ball. There's really no, it's, it's super simple. Um, Mike, as, as Michael is building and he pauses and looks into the camera and says, it's kind of like a puzzle with a sparkle in his eye. You can tell he's having a blast. Um, and he adds that you can really use any type of flower for this kind of arrangement that he likes a big block color like the pink peonies, but you could probably experiment and do a couple different colors. Why not? The, wor- the world is your oyster. Make whatever flower ball you feel like making. Uh, so lastly, we get one more florist tip to keep it in the refrigerator so it'll last longer. And Michael wraps up his, his segment by saying, and that Ina is five minute flowers. Bravo, Michael. We love you. Uh, So we're back at Ina's in time for the flipping of the chicken breasts. Very important. 
And then she finishes them by putting them into the oven for 425 degrees for 12 to 15 minutes. And while those are in the oven, Ina starts to make the sauce, which sounds so good. Uh, So it's a half a cup of dry uh, white wine. She brings out the Pinot Grigio again, and she adds a third a cup of fresh lemon juice. Next is a shallot, a shallot, and a quarter cup of shallots to be exact. And then she adds the shallots to the wine and the lemon juice and turns on the heat. She grabs some heavy cream from the fridge, then adds that to the saute pan. She puts some salt and pepper in as well. It just looks so good. And then to make things even better, I mean, you got to add a half stick of butter, which is what I know, (laughs) which is what she does. And it looks so good. I mean, of course, this might not be something to have every day, but given the circumstances and like, I feel this is a a quick dish that um, has a lot of wow factor. Like I was saying before, like I love something that you can make with little to no effort, but like have the guests be like, oh my gosh, what is this? You must have slaved all day. And you're like, no, (laughs) but there is a half stick of butter in it. Um, So as she's finishing up the sauce, uh, it times out perfectly because the chicken is ready to come out of the oven. She puts the chicken onto the plate and then pours this uh, delicious sauce over the chicken. And even Ina, you can tell because Ina's next line, she says, oh my God, this looks so delicious. And I do love when Ina gets into it every once in a while. I think like it's sometimes, there's just like a famous um, Meryl Streep acceptance speech for when she wins an Emmy Award for Angels in America. I am an acceptance speech connoisseur. I've seen a lot of them. I've not seen them all, but like I just love watching them on YouTube. They just bring me a lot of joy. So um, Meryl wins and she goes up on stage and she's like, you know, sometimes even I think I'm overrated. And then like the audience laughs and then she sort of gives that like half smile and then she's like, but not tonight. And everyone laughs even more. Um, It's great. And that's kind of what like Ina is feeling. She's like, you know, sometimes <laughs> even I think I'm overrated, but this, or maybe the dish is saying that, but I think she's just really, really into it. And it just, I, you could tell she's excited to take a bite. So yeah, that's the chicken. So next up is, what do we have here? The dinner party side dishes. And Ina starts by asking, what's the point of making a super easy main course if the side dishes take forever? Which I do agree with. Um, so the first side dish, a little controversial here, at least in my opinion, is roasted cherry heirloom tomatoes. 400 degrees, 15 to 20 minutes, just some olive oil, salt and pepper. And I think she puts basil on them later, if I'm not mistaken. But before we go to there, to that, to the finishing touches of it, I there's something about like roasted cherry tomatoes or even roasted tomato, like stewed tomatoes. But let's let's just talk about the cherry tomatoes. Like, I don't know what it is. I just don't love it. Even though, like, obviously I love a good marinara or any kind of, like, um, I guess bruschetta is not really, like, warm tomatoes. But it just weirds me out. Like, the, when, I, when I bite into a roasted cherry tomato, like, the bursting of the tomato is not as satisfactory as a cold, crisp cherry tomato. And maybe that's just me. Um, I would eat it, but I would need it with something else. You know what I mean? I would need to take a bite of that chicken with the cherry tomato, I guess. I just had to say that. I hope I'm not offending all the tomato lovers out there that love a roasted cherry tomato. Uh, that's just how I feel. I gotta speak my truth. Um, what I will say though, is that I do love the next side dish, uh, which is of course sauteed sugar snap peas. 
Uh, so she starts by snipping like the ends of the, the, the pods, I guess. And then she pulls like the little string down the length of the pod, which I would never think to do. I thought like if I did that, that the like the, the pea pod, I guess, would like come undone and the peas would just like, you know, the little peas inside would just like roll onto the counter. But uh, that was a cool little tip. So I don't know if everyone on like I hope you get that visual, I guess, when you snip it off, you kind of get that weird you know, there's like the half. I'm not going to go into it. You all know what I'm talking about. Um, so once they're sort of snipped and stripped, um, she cooks them for. Oh no, she has a little olive oil first into a saute pan, as well as one and a half teaspoons of kosher salt and some pepper. Um, that's of course after the peas or the sugar snap peas go in. She cooks them for about five minutes until they're tender but still crisp, which I like. I like that balance. And um, she puts them in a bowl. Sprinkle some fleur de sel on top of them, and voila, they are done. That's it. So I love that. I do love at, uh, on the same sort of wavelength of, of that is like edamame. I think edamame is like a great sort of starter. Um, and edamame, like I wouldn't even mind serving that with like the breadsticks. I guess like the little cocktail hour. I know they're kind of like fingery foods, but um, but I I like that. So uh, the last side dish is. Um, some green beans, some ericovere. She starts by cutting off the tips of a pound of them and then throws them into a large pot of boiling salted water just for two minutes. And then she starts on the herbed butter, which is a tablespoon of minced scallions, a tablespoon of fresh dill, and a tablespoon of parsley, which is great because I, I do like the idea, and of course this is probably inten- uh, uh, intentional, is that the same three herbs for the herb butter is also the same three herbs for the salmon, and that she uses Pinot Grigio for the salmon, and then I think, what else does she use it for? Something else? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what I said, but I, I do like the idea that, you know, you don't have to put everything away because a lot of times too with me and Keon, we're just two people. So like when we buy a bunch of dill or parsley um, or whatever it happens to be, they, we often can't think of things to do with it after, or we just kind of let it rot away, which is sad. So I like the idea that a lot of the, the herbs are getting used, I guess. So she adds um, to those three herbs, uh, four tablespoons of room temperature butter. And last but not least, just a little salt and pepper, and then gives it a good mix. And then it's time to plate. So she puts the green beans in a bowl, topped with a dollop of uh, a dollop of herbed butter, and then another sprinkling of fleur de sel. And then after that is done, the cherry tomatoes are out of the oven. Oh, this is where she adds the basil. Um, she pours them into a white bowl and then does a, a chiffonade of fresh basil and a pinch of fleur de sel. I will say the basil is, it's, uh, you know, that's pretty tempting like I would try if it's just the cherry tomatoes I I might pass maybe I don't know but the fact that there's a little bit of basil in there like I mean I would love even just like a few like just a little few pieces of like fresh um, mozzarella that would be cool it's almost like a like a baked caprese salad I don't know if it would hold up but in my mind it would work you know um so we're at the end of the episode here. Well, not the end end. We're, we are just in time for another round of Ask Ina. So she says, I'm going to try to solve all of your dinner party questions. Well, maybe not all of them. Some of them. <laughs> it's just funny how she went back on like, I'm going to help you out. Well, 
I'm only going to handle a few of these questions. So the first question is from April, and she says, how do you cook so calmly? And Ina says, do I, April? You don't know what's going on inside. And essentially, April asks, like, how do you how do you keep your calm planning a dinner party? And Ina says that the key is to be really organized. She does one thing that is cooked on top of the stove, one thing in the oven, and then one thing that she's going to serve at room temp, which I do like. That way she's not like, you know, there's nothing worse than like trying to cook things at two different temperatures and one can't go in because you have to wait for the other thing to be done, all that stuff. But (laughs) Ina finishes out by saying, (laughs) but the truth is Jeffrey knows he can't talk to me in the 15 minutes before people come because I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm too busy. Uh, which is true. I mean, I laugh at that, but I know that feeling. I think anyone who has hosted anyone at their home for like a dinner party, cocktail hour, whatever it happens to be, is the last 15 minutes are the most crucial part. And, um, you know, Keon, he'll roll his eyes when he when he hears this, but he's uh, he is famous for, um, you know, helping me prepare all the way up until that point. And then when I actually need him to help in the last 15 minutes, he's like, I'm going to go take a shower, I think. And I'm like, what? I'm like, we still have this to do and this to do. And you want to take a shower? And he's like, uh, and then he runs up the stairs and takes a shower. And I'm just, you know, stressing on my own. It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens enough. You know what I mean? So um, I get that, that Jeffrey energy. I I get it. So the next question is a video message from Patty from New York. And it's an appetizer question. She says, how many is too many? I don't want my guests to be full, but I do want to give my guests something when they walk in the door, yada, yada, yada. But Ina has the solution and everything is store-bought. So she picks two things. She says, maybe like salted cashews and salted pistachios. And then maybe something like melon wrapped in prosciutto, which I love. I mean, yes to all three of those options. I think that's a great combo of just... It doesn't take much to wrap the prosciutto around the melon. Um, I would buy it like already chopped because I'm lazy. <laughs> but And you just never know what you're getting when you buy a uh, like a cantaloupe and stuff like that. So I, I would rather look at it and see it and know that it's like fresh and ripe and, you know, skip those steps. But a great answer. Uh, and the last question is from Karen from Texas, and she wants to know about quick and easy desserts, things that travel well for dinner parties or potluck dinners, and something with a wide variety of tastes because she has a lot of international friends. And Ina was like, whoa, that's a lot of questions, Karen. (laughs) But she says she has the perfect dish, which is strawberries and balsamic vinegar with vanilla ice cream. I don't know how I feel about this. I have said um, in the past that I have not tried the balsamic and strawberry uh, combination. I'm not opposed to it. I just have never done it. And in this case, it's stra- uh, uh, the strawberries, obviously, she chops up and then adds some balsamic vinegar and then sugar and then ground black pepper. <sighs> I don't know. Has anyone tried this? Trent, if you're listening... I don't know. Have you tried this yet? I'm sure he has. Um, Maybe it's the best thing in the world. And I'm crazy for thinking that. I I think it's honestly, it's the pepper. I just, pepper and vanilla ice cream. I don't know. I don't know about that. But she shows us how to make it. Um, You know, she puts the ice cream on top and then uh, does a little bit of lemon zest on top. She takes a bite of it, says that it's so good. And then she says, have fun. That's the end of the episode. Have fun. I, you know, I feel like she just didn't have the energy for, um, 
for an outro there. <laughs> there was there was nothing. She was giving us nothing. But, you know, sometimes Ina just has to get the hell out of there and be done with the episode. And I think that's what I'm going to do, too. Uh, I'm going to maybe drink a little bit of white wine myself. Uh, I think I have some extra Thai food, some leftovers in the fridge. That's going to be real good. But um, I guess in the meantime, thank you again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. And you can send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for the Facebook, for the Facebook, for the Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search the Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.